Yo, 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 welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Let's get it. Welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Train Em Up exists to equip young parents in discipling their children, helping them to be intentional, encourage imitation, and give instruction. My name is Joshua Chapman. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, my wife, my fine dime, Stephanie Chapman, baby, baby. <laughs> Making me blush over here, but I, I do have to say I appreciate the shorter introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what to say when you give me like six or seven names, so thank you. But well, baby, I you. got them in my arsenal. I'm ready to spit them things out, but I'm <laughs> but trying. I to, I'm trying to hold back right now. I feel the love. <laughs> well, sweetheart. My baby, how are you doing? How's this weekend been for you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm tired as always, but yeah, you yeah. know. It sounds like parenting. <laughs> Such is life. But yeah, doing well. It's been a sweet, refreshing weekend. So okay. yeah, excited well, to God. record this with you. Yeah, yeah. We're really excited about this episode. And just full disclosure, this is probably going to be the longest episode of this season um, because the topic that we're talking about is family worship. And this is the topic that we are extremely passionate about. Um, and as we think about training up our children in a way that they should go, this is one of those things that we believe is a crucial aspect of doing that work. And also, as my wife talked about in previous episodes, having formal and informal time. Well, family worship is one of those times that's going to be formal, that you're going to gather around and do this regularly. Yes, it's a big rock of, of what it means to train up our children, we believe. And so we want to give it due time. We want to give it the time that we think it deserves to be able to explain it well. So. For sure. For sure. Put us on double speed if you don't got the time. <laughs> but for real though, you can stick with us through the whole episode. I mean, I double speed. All of my seminary classes, <laughs> I did that mug online, and so yeah, I had to do what I had to do. Got to do what you got to do. You graduated, so you're good. <laughs> for sure, for sure, and I still remember about fifty percent. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, seminary professors. Yes. Um, speaking of seminary professors. <laughs> yeah, speaking of seminary professors. So before we kick off the show, uh, there's a, a resource that we're going to refer to a number of times. It was written by uh, one of my seminary professors. Dr. Donald Whitney, and the resource is Family Worship. Y'all, I can't recommend this book enough. This mug is dope, and it is dense, and it's concise, um, super short. And yes, so, my if, kind of book. Yeah, mine too, my <laughs> favorite. One of my, some of my favorites are the shortest yes. ones. Come on now. And so as we begin to hop into this episode, y'all, we got a six-stop shop as we talk about how, where we're going in this episode on the topic of family worship, family worship. And so the way we're going to go about it, six stop shop, stop number one, we're going to defend family worship. Then we're going to describe it. Uh-oh, I hear the alliterations Come coming. Come on now. I got more Ds, <laughs> the six Ds. We're going to defend, we're going to describe, then we're going to debunk some assumptions about it, and then we're going to encourage you to make it dope. Come on now, make okay, it dope. Okay, yeah, gotta be cool to your kids, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know it. And then we're gonna depict it on what we do as a family, and then we're gonna talk about the dividends. Dividends, the div okay. 
He means benefits, and this is when alliterations go wrong, right? You try to stretch it to get that alliteration in there. There's some truth to it, baby. But you know, I'm a Baptist preacher, you are, through and Baptist through. pastor, and so if I could come up with alliterations, I'm gonna do it. Yes, I did stretch that thing, but it's all good it's all anyway. Right. <laughs> all right, all right, and so why don't we start with stop number one? Uh, and so, Let's babe, do it. how would you define family worship? Yes, I think it's a great question. Uh, so. Yeah, we believe family worship is a structured time when a household gathers together around God's word. Mm. And we we wanted to define that in that way because I think a lot of times we hear the word worship and we immediately think singing, hmm. though singing is an aspect of it. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Time out. So you're telling me that there's more to worship than singing? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> um, okay, and so that's okay. what we want to make sure to make explicit when you hear the words family worship that that you have the understanding that we're talking about a structured time when a household gathers together around God's word. Yes, facts. Even when you talk about um, family worship, yeah, even when gathering to get, gathering around, it's like huddling up around God's word. Yeah. Um, and, you know, learned in seminary, uh, just the definition of worship, worship is this ongoing rhythm of revelation from God and people responding to God in light of what is how God has revealed himself. So this ongoing rhythm of revelation and response. That's good. You think about uh, Exodus chapter 32 and 33 when the Lord uh, revealed himself and his glory and goodness to Moses. You know, Exodus 30, 33. Oh, the, yeah. Exodus 34, like the Lord, the Lord, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Like he's revealing himself to Moses. And the text says what Moses did. Hmm. Moses bowed down in worship. And so worship is this regular rhythm of revelation and response. Uh, And you see that in the corporate gathering of the saints on the Lord's day to where historically um, churches have had a number of Scripture readings in the service where God is speaking to the congregation. You know, Mm -hmm. he's summoning the church in the scriptural call to worship. Uh, You have like a scripture reading. Um, You do like an assurance of pardon after a prayer of confession. And he's speaking to his people through the sermon. And man, in light of God speaking to his people, the congregation is constantly responding to that revelation. Like from the scriptural call to worship, respond with the prayer of praise. The scripture reading, you respond with the prayer of confession or you respond with singing. And so this rhythm of revelation and response, well, when we talk about family worship, we want to have some of those same rhythms um, in a smaller scale as a family. That's good. And you know, we talk about doing it together around God's word, yeah. which is crucial, right? Because God's word is where he reveals himself. Mm, come on now. So That's so for good. For us to respond mm. to his revelation, we've got to open up his revelation. Hey, right? hey now. Not hey just now. the book of Revelation. Come on but. now. Come on. Yeah, there's 65 <laughs> other books yes, we can open there up. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's real good though, baby. Yes. Well, I think, you know, as much as it's helpful to define it, you'll learn Often in our podcast, we're going to want to defend for you from scripture mm-hmm. why Facts. we're encouraging you to maybe implement something in your home. Yeah. Um, and so, babe, what would you say is a scripture that would defend this idea of family worship? Because it's not really a phrase we can just go find in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely not in a concordance or there something like that. 
um, but yeah, I think the first place that I would go to is Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, where it says, but if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourselves today, which will you worship? The gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living? As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. And so Joshua is drawing the line in the sand, telling the Israelites to choose who they will worship. And he makes known that I tell you who my household will worship. And not only that. I'm going to lead my family yeah, in this. Good. As Absolutely. for me and my peeps yeah. <laughs> living in my, under my roof, yes. <laughs> we going to worship the yes. Lord. Yes. No, that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not just something to put on your wall, right? It's yeah. something to live out. Mm, that come Josh on now. Girl, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> um, I also think of some verses, 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 15. It says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Mm. And I just think this speaks to family worship, right? Because Timothy is being reminded um, by Paul that from infancy he's known the sacred scriptures, which means... (laughs) Where is where are you often as an infant in the home, right? Yeah, and so, true. who is Facts. teaching that? Well, family. We see his mother, his grandmother, mm. were teaching him these things. And so, again, that idea of gathering together around God's word, he was being taught from infancy God's word. Oh, one hundred, so. one hundred, right there. That's good. And I think another is Deuteronomy six. Speak on it. Four to nine. I will speak on this probably almost every episode. Mm. <laughs> Um, But it says, listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. And here it is. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house. Right. So this family gathering around God's word, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. So much of this is even just happening in the home. Um, and you know, it goes on, bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead, write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. So, so much of this talking about God's word, you know, Moses even explains here that it's to be in the home. And Mm. so may God's, uh, people, you know, be teaching their children in the home about his word. Amen. Amen. Other passages that come to mind also will constantly and frequently reference Ephesians chapter six, verse four. But It says, fathers, don't stir up your children in anger, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And man, the men, they had the, the, the primary responsibility of educating the children. Paul got at that in first Thessalonians chapter two. Um, and so what we see here is that Paul is instructing the dads to bring up, to be the primary ones who are laboring to bring up their children and instructing them. And one of the ways that you can do that is through family worship. The other one that comes to mind um, is Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 15, when the parents are bringing their kids to Jesus. 
And Jesus tells his disciples, like, don't hinder them. Like, let the children come yes. to me. Absolutely. And in family worship, that's one of the things we're trying to do is lead our children in coming to Jesus, Absolutely. bringing them to Jesus. But also we're trying to bring Jesus to our children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're trying to be priests where we're leading in worship, mm-hmm. but we're also um, trying to be like, many prophets of pastors bringing God's word to bear right. upon the children in our household, shepherding them, pointing them to the chief shepherd. Yeah. And I think that brings up a great point that, you know, as parents, since we profess faith in Christ, may we be the main ones opening up God's word to our children. Mm. I think it can be easy to leave this to youth workers, mm-hmm. to children's ministers, though that is wonderful ministry. And I'm so thankful that we have people coming alongside us as parents within the church, Mm -hmm. but we do want to be on guard, um, of just punting it to them. When God, we see through his word, what we've already been reading, he has entrusted it to parents for us to be the main ones opening up God's word to them. Absolutely. And I think just another quick side note, not to get on a tangent, but We also want to be on guard against investing more intentional time discipling those outside of our home than those inside of our home. The Lord has given, you know, for those of us who are parents, he has given us people right in front of us to invest in. Mm. Um, And as good as it is to disciple those outside your home, we want to not do that at the expense of neglecting discipling our own children. Girl, 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 that is so good. You preaching now. Preach. Give me a pulpit. No. That would not be good. Okay. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> but that is true, and that is really good. Um, other thing that comes to mind, yeah, so from Scripture also, like we, man, church history is very helpful on this matter. And there are many church fathers um, and just many Uh, giants throughout church history who advocated strongly for family worship. Like, you know, Dr. Whitney in his book, Family Worship, he mentions a number of them like Tertullian. Um, You think about Martin Luther. Martin Luther was big on family worship. John Knox, uh, Matthew Henry, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Um, And even the story of, of John G. Patton, who was a missionary, like, man, his dad like, man, I've wept reading that when I've read about his dad's faithful commitment to leading his family in family worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just one of the main memories that stuck with John G. Patton about his dad. Wow, that's uh, great. And his dad wasn't even in ministry. And that's so great. that's just very encouraging. That's great. Um, and so that's the first stop. Y'all, I have I don't... nothing to add there, by the way, <laughs> if you were wondering. <laughs> I'm not very well versed in church history, but... <laughs> It's all good, baby. It's all Thank good. Thank you for your dropping your knowledge. <laughs> Name dropping seminary. over here. <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. we digress. We do digress. <laughs> well, y'all, that's the first stop is defending. Second stop. We've second defined. Stop. We've defended. We on stop number three now. Oh, 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 my bad. My bad. Thank you for that correction, baby. Well, yeah, so now moving third r- stop Moving is right along. <laughs> moving right along. We're going to describe this thing. And so we talk about family worship. Uh, the three components to it are read, pray, and sing. It's good. If you hear anything, think those three words. That's yeah. what we're getting at. Yeah. RPS, uh, <laughs> read, pray, and sing. And so read is you open up the Bible. Yeah. You're reading God's word. Um, now, with reading, 
It could be long, a long passage. It can be short. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to decide that, you know, we have little ones. And so we prefer <laughs> we are on the short end. <laughs> but yes. like, yeah, it, it, and you have a number of ideas to where uh, you can work through. Like, man, you can work through an entire book of the Bible. Yeah, just literally taking it a verse at a time, a quick yeah. passage at a time. Yeah. It doesn't have to, don't think you have to overthink this thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. You could even do the fruit of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And start with love and maybe that whole week is love. And so you find a different verse each mm. night to talk about God's That's love really good. Um, or yeah. showing love. And then you move on to the next, you know, part of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can do like, man, the I am statements in the gospel of John, um, or Jesus himself is declaring that he is the, I am who I am. The one who's, who revealed himself to Moses in Exodus three, Jesus saying that he is that person. Um, and so you can do that. Like there are a number of ways you can go about reading God's word to your children. We just want to encourage you to lead in that. Um, what we do, um, seeing that I'm a pastor and one of the things that the elders have decided to do is we like to send out a weekly email. And in that weekly email, we include the upcoming sermon text. And so what team Chapman does is that's, that's our reading in family worship. You know, we're going to work through the text, may read a verse or two, maybe, you know, but we're going to, that's going to be the passage that we read every day that week mm-hmm. is the upcoming sermon text. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And yeah. it's sweet because it helps us prepare yeah. for corporate worship as parents, but also, 100. you know, we're involving our children. And again, to your point, we're not having to like think through what are we going to teach this week? What are we going to read? It's like, it's already there in that regular rhythm. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so that's read. The next thing is pray, you know, truth and grace catechism talking about prayer is just talking with God. Um, and we want to do that in response to God speaking to us. And so we want to pray. The prayers can be long. They can be short. Uh, you can pray a variety of prayers. You know, you can, uh, we, we naturally pray prayers of supplication, you know, mm-hmm. where we ask God for something. And that's a good thing. Like Jesus commands us to ask God, ask and you shall receive. Um, at the same time, those aren't the only prayers that we see throughout the Bible. And so we can include a variety of prayers in your family worship. Like you could pray prayer of praise, praise God for something you've seen in a text or a prayer of confession, you know, uh, confessing a sin to God or thanksgiving or supplication. And yeah, yeah I think you're about to say something. Go right no, ahead. No, I was just going to say, and to that point, you know, you might be thinking, oh, prayer of praise, you know, this feels a little more uncomfortable or we don't do this as naturally. Um, and so oftentimes we have our kids repeat after us, you know, it's a short little prayer, but we'll just say a line, then they'll repeat after us. Cause again, the goal is discipling them. It's teaching them um, so that they can follow after us as we follow the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And man, at our church, we have a more traditional liturgy where we pray different kinds of prayers. We do a prayer of praise, prayer of confession, prayer of supplication, Occasionally, we throw in a prayer of thanksgiving. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with prayers of thanksgiving. We love them. Um, and so we try to do that in our home. You know, we, hey, Jace, let's, or Braley, or our kids, like, let's praise God from something in the text, or let's confess a sin to God. We just want to model those things. And when we pray prayers of intercession or supplication, uh, we're praying for either, we're praying for a church member, uh, and then we encourage our kids to either pray for a church member or one of the church members kids to try to involve them in that time. Yeah. And I just want to point out, I kind of just said this, but even as you say, you know, let's confess a sin. 
we're having to help our kids with yeah. this. They're not yeah. pulling out something from the text that they're confessing or mm-hmm. praising God for. But That's true. again, yeah, trying to instruct them on these different types of prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Facts. And then sing. Um, you know, the Bible commands us to sing Ephesians five and Colossians three talking about singing to the Lord and to one another. And so he talks about singing a diversity of songs, Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. And man, we want to do that. It's good to do that in your family worship. And Mm -hmm. so you can sing a hymn, you can sing contemporary, you can sing gospel. um, You can sing a variety of Christian songs. We want to make much of the Lord in song. Yeah. And you can sing kid songs, you know, just different types of songs that they might be learning at church. Mm -hmm. um, Or if you have a, a certain album that you like to listen to a lot that they're loving, you know, that's great. And I think with singing, one, I think it can be the kid's favorite time yeah (laughs) right because that's just a kid-friendly thing to do um but also for some this might be uncomfortable right where it's like oh none of us sing you know we don't want to sing together that could feel awkward you know we even know a family who turns on the song on youtube and they sing along with you know whoever they're watching on youtube the goal is to sing together, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to even sound great, but you want yeah. to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Ooh, and that's ag- so good, girl. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. And again, yes, like there's freedom here. So choose the types of songs that you guys want to do. It doesn't mm. have to be a certain genre. And we like to mix it up a lot. So. Yeah, we do. And again, one of the things we do at NBC, church that our pastor is in a weekly email, we include the song list or the set list of songs that we're going to sing. And at first, what we tried to do was do a different song every day that help us prepare. And one of the things we learned is that that doesn't help our kids memorize the song Mm -hmm. or be uh, involved yeah, or be that involved because they just don't know the song. Mm -hmm. And so we had to call an audible on that to where we just choose one song to sing the entire week. So a song from the set list that we're going to sing on Sunday, we're going to sing that every day in preparation for Sunday. And by like the fourth day, our kids, they get the lyrics, some of it. Yeah, um, at least the chorus or, or the at least main the line. Chorus. Yeah. yeah, which is fun because then we might even hear them throughout the week just finding it in their head and they're singing it True out. That. So True it that. has been really helpful to to stick with the same one throughout yeah, the week. Yeah, 100%. And then y'all... Uh, we do something called the two-minute drill. <laughs> you know how NFL teams, you know, they have two minutes before the half ends or something like that. And so they got the quick plays and stuff like that. Well, we got something like the two-minute drill for mm-hmm. family worship where we do one verse, yeah. you know, and then when it we, – One person prays. One person <laughs> prays. And then when we sing, we either sing one verse of the song or we do Jesus Loves Me. Yeah. Jesus Loves Me is often the – all right. Got to get to bed. So, one hundred percent. Let's do it. So, so yeah. I mean, there's freedom there, but what you want to do is what we really want to encourage with this is that there's a regular rhythm of doing this mm-hmm. that you read, that you pray, and that you sing. And speaking of regular, yeah. Rhythm, and I think again, you're going to hear this a lot, and we're going to actually get into this in a different episode. But there's so much freedom here. Facts. Um, but you know, it could be in the morning. Um, for us, we do it 
right after dinner um, and before bedtime because that time is the same time because our kids are young and so they go to bed pretty early. Um, But yeah, you can just pick a time of the day, hopefully when the whole family can be together, that Mm. would be the goal. Um, And again, as we've said before, it can be five minutes, it can be 20 minutes, but you want to do something that's so regular that it becomes normal for your children, Mm. that they expect it so much that when you don't do it, they're asking for it Speak or they're, it. they're wondering why didn't we do it? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you really would like for this to be a regular rhythm in the home and that's going to take time. Yeah. And you know, if this is something you've never done, they're probably not going to like it in the beginning. Um, but we would just encourage consistency. And I think the more you do it, the more it's just become a, it's going to become a part of their day. Yeah. Um, another yeah. thing to be mindful of is, doing an age-appropriate family worship. Mm. You want to be mindful of your audience. Um, For us, again, we have age four and under right now. And so, as we just mentioned, we're not praying long prayers. We're not reading long scriptures. We're singing, Jesus loves me. Your teenagers might not love, Jesus loves me. (laughs) Um, And so, again, you want to be mindful. And, you know, the older the kids get, the more involved they can be. They could read the scripture, you know, or lead off in some of these things. But again, you want to be age appropriate. Um, another thing is you want to involve your children. Um, I think that you're just going to have a better engagement with them as you involve them. And so we do try to have, um, the kids pray as well. We want them to sing along with us. And so, yeah, I think it's great if you can involve them. You also want to be simple with it. Um, you want to make it as Facts. memorable as possible. Because yes. again, the goal is not how many scriptures can we read in a moment, but we want them to be able to even think on one thing that was said or understand mm-hmm. it, you know. And yeah. so And on that note, the reality is for children, adults as well, but especially children, uh, the more simple it is, the more memorable it is. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and if we really want our kids to get it. Gotta make it kid friendly. <laughs> gotta make it kid gotta make it kid friendly. You gotta put the cookies at the yeah. very bottom of the shelf yeah. so that everybody can eat and everybody That's we talking good. about are the kids. That's good. Absolutely. You know to that point though, this is almost the opposite, but I just thought of it that we've heard before too, like almost do it to your oldest child's age and kind of helps call the the younger ones up. Facts. Um and so that's another thing to be mindful of too. If you have quite a spread in age is Maybe think That's for really the, the older child, but still be mindful of, yeah, putting the cookie somewhere where the younger ones can still grasp some things. So. That's really good, babe. The last thing I would say just in describing family worship is the reminder that there's just so many options of how you could do this. Um, we mentioned a few different ideas earlier, but also just think seasonally. You could do something for Advent. Mm. Um, we love to do that. You could do something for Easter. Um, there's a lot of ideas out there. I mean, Pinterest, Instagram, blogs, you name it. Um, but then as we've mentioned, you can do sermon text, you can do a book of the Bible. And so, yeah, lots of different options out there for what this could look like. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Well, on to our next stop. So now we want to debunk maybe some assumptions as to why you wouldn't want to do family (laughs) worship. Mm. And I think the first one that came to my mind. My wife's about to play whack-a-mole with this no. thing. <laughs> Whack these assumptions. Yes. Because this was me, guys. This was me. Um, <laughs> I was the one who kind of drug my feet for doing a normal, regular rhythm of this. And it's because I thought 
this could be boring or this could feel archaic or that we would no longer be cool to our children. Does any other parent have that fear? (laughs) Um, And so I just want to encourage you to know that this doesn't have to be boring. Mm -hmm. Um, This actually can be a very fun, hype, energetic time of the day for your family. That's true. Um, And so again, it's going to be as fun as you make it. Um, And yeah, but just want to help encourage that it doesn't have to be boring and something that your kids are just dragged through. Yeah, yeah. And the other assumption um, that we really want to debunk is that, you know, you hear this, you may feel intimidated by all this. Like, man, I'm being overwhelmed, possibly. I feel like I'm drinking from a fire hydrant mm-hmm. on this matter. Like, I don't know where to start or I feel like I got to prepare a devotional or something like that. And the reality is you don't have to prepare for it as if you're going to lead a Sunday school class or you're about to lead a small group or you're about to preach a sermon, Mm -hmm. Um, anything like that. Like, it's not like writing a devotional. You don't have to know it all. The reality is you won't know it all. None of us do. None of us do. And if your kids ask a question that you don't know the answer to, it's a wonderful opportunity to display humility to your kids to be like, I don't know that answer off the top of my head. Um, but why don't we examine the scriptures together, you know, or I'm going to get back to you on that. And thank you for asking that question. Um, that's a really good question. And so you don't have to know it all. You won't know it all. And praise the Lord for the body. Um, to where we can reach out to fellow church members. We can reach out to our pastors and elders about questions that our kids may have that can kind of help us um, point us to the scriptures that we can give um, an answer to. And there's no question that's too hard for God. He has infinite knowledge. No one will ever stump him. (laughs) And so we could have confidence that even if we don't know the answer, um, the Lord has an answer for it and we can trust him with that. The other thing is that you don't have to be in vocational ministry. You don't have to go and get a seminary degree in order to lead your family and family worship. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am a pastor. Um, but like, even as I said earlier, John G. Patton, like he was a missionary, but his dad wasn't. Mm-hmm. His dad faithfully led his family in family worship. Um, I could think of other brothers like, man, my brother Mer- Mercury Payton comes to mind. This brother has not done any sort of seminary training. He isn't in vocational ministry. And y'all, y'all may know him. If you're at Del Rey, you do know him. Um, or you may not have ever heard of this brother. But this brother leads his family so intentionally. Um, and he's never had any seminary credentials at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just opening God's word and talking to his children about Jesus. That's good. Um, That's good. So, yeah, I'll just, we just want to debunk that, yeah. um, that, that feeling of intimidation. Yeah. Like, man, don't, man, don't put that upon yourself yeah. and know that that ain't coming from the Lord. Like we can cast those cares upon him yeah. and be faithful in this. Absolutely. And that kind of goes into the last thing we want to debunk is that, again, we know life is busy. Rhythms can be hard to get into place and it might even be hard to have all your family together Mm. (laughs) for more than 10 minutes of a day. Um, and so the reminder is that it really can be quick. It can be one verse, one prayer, one chorus. But again, the goal is start somewhere, get it in that regular rhythm. And then if you can grow it over time, great. But again, the, the goal is to be faithful. Um, but the time 
is not what matters um, mm. in terms of how long this is during your day. It's more so, are you huddling together around God's word mm, together as good. a family? Baby, that's so good. So Come on now. Well, I love this next one we're about to get to. Um, so <laughs> why don't you go ahead and bring us into this next stop? Yeah, so this D is called Make It Dope. D-O-P-E. Look it up. Dope. <laughs> Look it up in an urban dictionary. <laughs> Um, it's pretty much like, man, make it fun, make it hype, make it live. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't have to be boring. Absolutely. Um, as my wife talked about in debunking it and the reality is like, if we, it will be boring if you do it in a boring tone, if you have a boring uh, disposition about it, a boring cadence, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be. Um, and the reality is what we do in moderation, our kids will do in excess. Mm -hmm. I remember one of our former bosses, like really preach that as we were doing parachurch ministry <laughs> and it's so true we do it in moderation kids do it in excess and so if we're bored with it it's to no surprise that our kids won't be excited yeah. about it but if we're excited and we're hype yeah then it'll help get them hype about absolutely. it absolutely yeah. absolutely so we want to encourage parents to be really excited about it yeah. um man what we want to encourage is give it a name absolutely you know like this, this has been really helpful for us we call ours huddle time yeah um and we even have a chant with it. We yeah. say, huddle, huddle time, a huddle time, chicka chicka chicka, huddle time, a huddle time, and that's kind of the call, right? Our yeah. kids are playing or they're cleaning up, and we start singing that. They know, oh, it's time to go over to this spot in the house because we're about to huddle up. Exactly. And so, I mean, you could either use that name or pick a name. You know, maybe even ask your kids to help you come up with a name. Yeah, but, that'd be a cool way to involve them. Yeah, but think of a name. Think of a chant. At least for us, those have been really helpful in getting the the momentum to even have that moment of our day. 100%. 100%. Another thing you want to do in making it dope is, man, have hand motions. Mm-hmm. Add them things, uh, man, to where they can help make it memorable. You know, you can be, you know, exaggerate that deal yeah, some. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so just make it cool. You can even get them out of their seats sometimes. Yeah. Like when we say repeat after me, I want the kids to get out their seat and repeat after me as loud as they can. Absolutely. Um, to get them involved and be engaged even more then. engaged. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another thing we do to make it dope for our kids is let them, when we're when it's time to sing, we let them play on their little toy instruments. Um, they love to do that, and that's a fun part for them um, when they feel extremely involved in it. And so, again, if you have young kids, uh, that could be a really fun way. Or if you have older kids who actually do play an instrument, um, yeah. it could be a really cool way for them to get involved. 100%. And then we do want to give a caveat. As we say, make this dope get excited about it. To be honest, our kids don't love huddle time. They do not. (laughs) Our oldest actually admitted it before that he would rather watch a show or play with his toys. Yeah. And we understand, right? Like we've all faced that when we're trying to read our Bible in the morning or, you know, even pay attention at church. Like spiritual warfare is real. The flesh is real. It's real. And our kids don't know the Lord. Um, Mm. They don't profess faith. And that is a desire. Um, But, yeah, so to be honest, like they even as much as we try to make this dope, it doesn't mean it's their favorite thing in Not the day. Not at all. Um, and, and, and and to the point to where like man, they don't know the Lord, and unless the Lord actually regenerates them by His grace, it would not surprise us 
In fact, we would expect for them to continue to not like it, for them Mm -hmm. to continue to just do it because it's what mommy and daddy does and it's a regular rhythm, um, but not be excited about it. Um, We're praying for the Lord to regenerate it. We believe that God can use this to do that um, spiritual work in their hearts. At the same time, we know that they don't love it, um, but they're actually learning that we love love it, we love them, and more importantly, we love the Lord, and we want them to love the yeah. Lord. And uh, Oh, go ahead. No, you got it, babe. But just also, I think in parenting, oftentimes we have our, do, our kids do things that they don't love. True. But we have them continue to do it because it's good for them, Facts. right? Like brushing their teeth. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so... You know, I think that's a reminder too, is that we're not going to do this just if they like it, but we want to do this because we want to be faithful to the Lord. Um, And so even if it's not going smoothly and it feels like pulling teeth or, you know, they're misbehaving during the whole thing, we just want to encourage you to keep trying to make it fun, keep trying to involve them and just be faithful in that. What's important is that you're doing it. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to encourage dopeness as much as we can. Come on now. <laughs> encourage dopeness. Yes. And so now we thought That's it's a word. Yes. Dopeness. <laughs> Look that one up. <laughs> but we also thought it would be helpful to depict, you know, give an example of what this could look like. And so though our kids aren't with us right now, we're going to try to model very briefly what a short little huddle time may look like. Yeah. And just a reminder that this is just a way. This is not the way. We're not even encouraging you to go do exactly this. Um, But we just wanted to give a picture of what it could look like. Yeah. So again, we start out, we say, huddle Huddle time. time. Hey, huddle time. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Huddle Huddle time. time. Hey, huddle time. Chicka, 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 chicka. Yes. And then we have them sit down. Yep. And Joshua has started over time. We've included this next part. Yep. Because our kids weren't paying attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> so again, to try to make it dope, to try to make it engaging, mm-hmm. we said, give me your eyes. eyes. Open, open your, your ears. ears. Boom, boom. Close, Close your, your mouths. mouths. Hands, hands in, in your lap. lap. What? 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 I said, hands in your lap. What? Hands in your lap. And as you see, we do that. <laughs> Because they weren't giving us their eyes. Yeah. They weren't listening. They were talking the whole time, mm-hmm. messing with each other. So we're trying so, to help them be able to Yeah. Focus. And even one thing we do before that is we do like this call and response. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, to where we'd be like, whose word do we need? They God's say, word. Whose word do we need? God's word. Whose word do we need? God's word. And then we all say God's word one last time. Yeah. And then we get into eyes, That's ears, right. close Before your mouth. Before you're about to read God's hands word. Hands in yeah. your lap. And after we say hands in your lap, then we say, all right, all right, let's hear God's word. That's good. And again, we are doing these things repetitively so that they are more engaged with it. Yeah. So, so once we do that, um, one of us is going to read a verse or two of that upcoming sermon text that we talked about. And then, and Joshua is normally the one who's doing this. Um, and then he'll give a brief explanation on that verse. Yeah. And again, we want to be interactive with that part, have them repeat after us. Um, it's just a sweet time to do that. And then after we read, we hand out prayers. And again, we want to make those quick. So I'll probably have my oldest pray a prayer of praise or pray a prayer of supplication. I have next, my second, our second child. Um, she'll pray like a different prayer, whether it's a prayer of confession, prayer of praise, prayer of supplication. Um, and then mommy will pray and then daddy will pray. And then after we pray, 
we would sing the song of the week where we would grab an instrument. My wife, she's dope on the keys. And so she gets after it and then I'll get on the cajon and they get a number of instruments, whether it's the xylophone or the ukulele or <laughs> the drums or the toy microphone. Um, but it just get them involved again. If we have time, we do the whole thing. If it's a two minute drill, we sing Jesus loves me. Um, and so, yeah, like that's some of the things that we do in our time. This is a regular rhythm to where almost seven days a week. It's it's our, our kids will point it out to us when we don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just briefly want to depict it. And now we're going to get it to the dividends, <laughs> the benefits, the benefits, <laughs> the sixth stop in the sixth stop shop. Yes. Um, and I'll kick us off with the benefits. The, one of the benefits that comes to mind is that our kids are regularly hearing God's word. Y'all, if you are faithful and consistent in family worship, like your kids are going to hear the word every day. Hmm. You know, the very word that doesn't return back void. That's good. Um, Nothing better to share with them. Is, there's no better words to share with hmm. them than God's word. And they'll be regularly hearing God's word daily. That's good. Another thing is that this is a way for them to see your faith in action, Mm. for them to see my faith in action, right? Is that as we profess faith before them and they know we are Christians, it's a chance for us to live out our devotion to the Lord before them. That's good. That's real good. Another huge benefit is this. This is an easy way to involve others, um, especially depending on maybe where it's at in your regular rhythm of your day. Um, for us, because it's in the evening, it does make it um, a, an easier way for us to involve others when they're in our home. And that's both adults and children. And so we could, you know, if we have someone over for dinner, because we do it right after dinner, it could be an easy way to, you know, ask someone, hey, would you like to stay for a quick family huddle time? We're just going to mm-hmm. read a quick passage and sing a song. Yeah. And, and rarely do people turn that down. Right. Right. So <laughs> they might not know what they're in for, but <laughs> yeah. And even as we think about involving members like, man, when family comes, they all just know that we're going to do huddle time and they get involved with it and it makes the kids even more excited. And part of involving others is that it's exemplary for church members who come into the home, um, those who have families themselves, they get an example of what it could look like for them to lead their families. Um, and if they don't have families, they also uh, get an example of what it could look like if the Lord were to ever give them a family of their own. And so it's just a sweet opportunity to encourage the saints who are church members and be an example for them, um, one that could really spur them on, you know, it can ignite a fire in them to want to do that with their family. Absolutely. And it's even a chance for our kids to see other people who love Jesus sing about Jesus or pray to Jesus, you know, pray to the Lord. And so, yeah, it helps show our kids. It's not just us who love the Lord. That's really good. Another way in involving others that it's very evangelistic. Um, If you have maybe a neighbor or a friend or a family member at dinner, you know, with you who doesn't know the Lord and you invite them to stay and do this, you're getting a chance for them to hear God's word, you know? And I think of Rosaria Butterfield in her book, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. She shared how her testimony of coming to know the Lord was through being involved in someone else's family worship time. Hmm. Um, That is a way that the Lord used to draw her. 
And so again, this is just a sweet way that's already, you know, in the groove of your day that could be evangelistic opportunity. For that's you. real good, baby. Another benefit to doing a regular family worship is that it helps keep us mindful of our children's eternal state. Mm. You know, we want to not regard our children according to the flesh, as Paul says, but we want to think about their spiritual state and yeah. labor towards them knowing the Lord. 100%. And this is one regular way to do that. That's real good. Another dividends is, man, it prepares the whole family for the corporate gathering. Um, as some of the things that you do in your service as a church, you'll be mimicking those things in a smaller scale with your family. That's and good. so as you do that regularly, it helps you to anticipate with eagerness That's good. Um, the corporate gathering on the Lord's Day. Yeah. Another one that I think is huge is that it helps us stand before the Lord with a clear conscience, right? That our desire is to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm, and amen. so this is a way to faithfully parent our children and raise them in the fear and instruction of the Lord. 100%. And even on that note, uh, when you say like with a clear conscience, I always think about Spurgeon's mom. Um, we know about Spurgeon, but like, man, her mom... His mom, not her mom, his mom was very intentional in raising him and his brother in the feared instruction of Christ. So much so that she prayed this prayer about her son. She said, now, Lord, if my children go on in their sins, it will not be from ignorance that they perish. And my soul must bear a swift witness against them at the day of judgment if they lay not hold of Christ. Mm. Like, man, what she's saying is that she was so faithful and intentional in instructing her children in the way of Christ, that their rejection of Christ is not because they never heard mm. of him. Yeah. And in fact, she will be there to stand as a witness, mm. you know? And so like, strong. man, that is so strong. And what she's getting at is that she has a clear conscience. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the very thing that we're saying yeah. in parenting. And so we want to be able to have that clear conscience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think lastly, um, and most importantly, the greatest benefit that could possibly come is that the Lord could use it to save our children. Mm. Um, that is our desire. We want to put God's word before them that they would hear it, repent, and believe. And God very well could use this as the means to which he does that. Facts, 100%. Yeah. And so, yeah. Family worship, you know, may we be faithful in this. Yeah. And thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, man, we do have social media, have a social media presence. And so you can follow us on IG or Twitter at train them up 226. Train them up 226. Come on now. Come on now. And then you can look us up on the website, www.trainemup226.com, where you will see the episodes that are being released. We also have articles that we would pub that we're publishing. Um, and so, yeah, find us, <laughs> share with other people on, <laughs> on your podcast app and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, please give, you know, a sweet and encouraging rating so that other people can hear about it. And we wanna, appreciate the support. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so thanks for rocking with us. Thank you. Until next time.